podcast listeners. This is 8-Bit Jeff here, and I'd like to welcome you to Into the Heart of Growing Up Atari, a podcast about all Atari systems, games, arcade machines, even new systems that come out. We'll be covered at all. We'll cover our experience with Atari, the history of Atari, anything to do with Atari computers, video game systems, and anything else that Atari ever did or ever will do. Probably not the PC games, though, but you never know. Railroad Tycoon is pretty good. Today's episode, we're going to focus on the Atari 8-bit computers. So let's get to it. Recently, I purchased five carts from Video 61. These look like five repro carts. They definitely are not the originals. None of, they don't cost like the originals either. You can get some pretty good deals over there. And I wanted to start... Um, by just opening the clamshell package they sent, reading off what's on the back, and giving you guys a first impression of the games. Um, they're all games you've heard of, probably. They're all great games for the Atari. And um, let's start. My equipment is a is an actual XEGS. Um, I also, when I need to, I have a 130XE, and I have a 600XL with 64K in it just in case something won't work here and there. I do not have an original 400 or 800. You have an original 800 coming in the mail now, nerd boy. Why did it take you so long to edit this podcast? Do I do have a Video 61 uh, translator cartridge. I've not been able to get that to work to actually play cartridges. Uh, it seems to always think BASIC is plugged in. I need to follow one of the tutorials that Lance has put up to try it, but um, neither here nor there. Um, let's start. The first game, I have a clamshell package purchased brand new, arrived today, uh, February 14th on Valentine's Day, uh, much to my wife's chagrin, um, is Commando. I'm sure you guys have all played this, or a lot of you have, or you've seen videos of it. Um, and Commando, this is the back of the box. Commando! You are transported in the jungle that's teeming with enemy soldiers. That's exactly what it says. It says you are transported in the jungle, not to the jungle. Anyway, you have a gun, grenades to lob, and you can get a knife. I would think the gun would be better than a knife. But anyway, I do like the knife in that one. Attack your enemies and even get a chance to save POWs. Get to the enemy base. Godspeed, soldier. I think actually the point of the game is to rescue um, the enemy soldiers. You actually are supposed to um, find each set of enemy, uh, enemy soldiers. You're supposed to rescue your um, comrades in the game. So right now I'm opening the clamshell package, which I probably will not keep. I'll take out the little blurb, and I'm about to uh, turn off, uh, take out my Atari 5200 games cartridge that I received by Anonymous. It's got some great games out of it. I may go into that sometime on one of these. And I'm going to put in Commando. And we're going to see how this works. This is the first time it's ever been used. I got my trusty CX40. I'm playing this on a Vizio 32 inch HD TV with my. Um, my XEGS plugged into a regular AV port, so nothing special about that. I'm starting up Commando with one player, and uh, let's get a little more sound out of this. Turn it up a little bit. Let's start the game. There's a helicopter dropping you off. And here I am, a nice purple dude who can shoot. Now, the Yeah, this game's bitching. Um, 
It's um, I think it's not quite as good as 1700 game. Obviously, there's a little more 1700 more colors on the screen. But this is a great game for the agents. Um, not much like this came out, and that's why I picked the four games that I have. They're basically games that were represent some of my favorite types of games on the Atari ST. Hey, nerd boy, you mumble mouth. You mean these are games types you liked on the ST, and these are some of the best ones of those types originally released for the 8-bits, right? Right? Learn to speak if you want to do a podcast. God almighty. When do I get paid? Um, or the, uh, except for, I don't... Um, 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 mumble mouth. No one wants to hear you think out loud, or think at all. My word. This is the worst freelancer.com gig I have ever had. Uh, Fair Games Atari ST actually were um, the, some of the um, RPGs, but some of my favorite arcade types of games, starting with Commando, which is just a run-and-gun shoot. I'm picking up some some uh, oh, some grenades. This is a, a little like the Atari Bytes um, uh, report, a little bit. Um. The Atari Bytes field report is what it is called. Where is my agent? Get him on the phone or at least a text message. Nerd boy here was not prepared to do a podcast. Worlds of wonder. I hope episode number one with eight bitter Steve is much better than this. He doesn't mumble like a cartoon character. I'm flushed. Bring me some tea with lemon, please. A great podcast you should listen to on Atari 2600 and 7800 games. Um, this is the like a field report kind of, um, except for I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um, my goal in this uh, section of the podcast is to just give you guys an idea of what new is out there that you can get or just some great games you should check out. So that's Commando. First plop in, it worked. I'm gonna, not going to tell you it was cheap, but it wasn't expensive. I think it was probably around 1999 at Video 61, and this definitely is not an ad for Video 61. Or Lance, although he's a good dude. He's got lots of good games out there. Um, these are these are repros. I don't know how legal they are. I, I'm, I'm going to give Lance the benefit of the doubt. I'm just going to say they sound great. The next game I have here is Drop Zone. Now, Drop Zone is an Archer McLean game from way in the early time, early Atari. Um, it is very much a Defender clone, um, done really well. And um, I had no idea you could get this in cartridge, and when I found out, it was basically a repro, then I understand. But it's great to have these guys on cartridge. So let's read the back of this one. It says, Your job is to rescue the scientists from the from hostile aliens players must elude or engage them some aliens are slow and others are faster return the scientists to the base's drop zone that's where the name comes from the aliens capture scientists on the ground the player must shoot the enemy aliens and catch the fallen scientists sometimes aliens will carry lethal androids instead beware but be courageous the ranks awarded to players at the end of the games are in order. Not listed. Practice recommended. Dextral Dodger. Trekkie. Moon Cadet. Planetsman. Ace. Planet Marshal. Planet Lord. Star Warrior. Solar Prodigy. I didn't say Prodigy. Um, and Megastar. Now, I've only played this game a few times. Um on my uh, Lothric um, uh, SIO2 SD, and I've also played it a few times on um, emulation, which I will try not to do on this 
uh, part of the podcast if possible, because only for things that will, won't run on 128K or will not run on one of the machines I have. Hey, nerd boy, I know you are not a fortune teller, but stop making up rules. Episode 1 is you and 8-bit Steve playing games via emulation exclusively because that was the only way to show some of them to him like Atari Blast. Stop being so hoity-toity. This is supposed to be fun. Hey, where is my tea? I need some whiskey in it now. And here's Drop Zone. And I started the cart, and the Drop Zone's working! No sound at the beginning of Drop Zone. Um, I'm just going to press the button to try and start it at the... And this is, yes, this is basically Drop Zone. You've seen it before. It's basically Defender. It's incredibly fast. If you, know, if you don't know, um, didn't hear the uh, interview uh, on Antic. That would be Antic, the Atari 8-bit podcast featuring Randy Kendig, Kevin Savitz, and Brad Arnold. Please research this better before you start next time. Where are my vinegar crisps? I was promised lemon tea and vinegar crisps on my rider for, for working with Nerd Boy here. With the make with the creator Defender, he actually created Defender on an Apple IIe, and then he ported it to the eight hundred, the Atari eight hundred. Um, Archer McLean, who made this game, um, and the incredible um, uh, international karate for the Atari eight bits, he made he loved the Atari eight bit systems, and for this type of game with. He's using all kinds of blobs on the screen, what he calls them. And really what he's doing is he's he's doing some uh, graphic. He's doing um, – he's, he's not using all sprites for everything. Right? Basically, he's using graphic blobs. Ooh, I got killed. It's great, great sounds in this game. Um, not a lot of music as it's kind of early, and this is before a lot of the guys understood how to do incredible pokey tunes like, like in Mule, um, which is one of my favorite – songs in any game ever of course ah, I died again but this is a great this is a fun game ah that's it um, so drop zone if you haven't played it is basically the best defender clone ever made and on a game that really shows off what your um, Atari computer can do and um, now let's move on to the next game um, out, take pull these out of the clam shells next game I'm going to do is and I'm not quite sure this one is incredible or anything like that, but I do remember David's Midnight Magic um, originally having it on Atari 800 when I was 13. I got one in 1983 for Christmas, Atari 800 with an 810 disk drive. My dad bought it off a friend, so it was loaded down with carts and discs that he had already had full of games and a lot of the original games. Uh, my brother and I, Steve, 8-Bit Steve, he... Um, we we bought lots of games for the Atari. We had um we had, we had purchased lots and lots of games for the twenty six hundred, and then we purchased lots of games for the eight hundred. So we pirated some, like everybody, but we purchased a lot of games. And um, David's Midnight Magic was definitely a game we purchased. This is David's Midnight Magic Two. I'm not a hundred percent sure what the difference in number two is, and it's kind of these cartridges get are taped into the the um, clamshells by Lance. Let's see. Let's read the back of the box. To begin play, for one player, install the paddle controller into port one. That's my problem. I didn't have a paddle. I do have paddles, though. Um, press either paddle button twice or hit the start button. To set up the game for two, three, or four players, press the option button, tell, it should be until, sorry, um, you get the desired option. 
I'm I'm not gonna do any more grammar checking any of this. I could be wrong. I'm not I'm not I'm not a grammar Nazi. Do tell. Grammar and enunciation certainly leave a lot to be desired on this podcast number zero. I hope it will be better in the episode when Steve starts. Actually, I already know it is because I was there when both of you nerd boys were together. There is not enough tea and crisps in the world. Press the paddle controllers to launch the ball. The left paddle button controls the flipper or flippers on the left, and the right paddle button controls the flipper or flippers on the right. Well, that's fantastic. Two different buttons. You don't have to push back and forth on the sides. This could be great. I wish they'd make more pinball games like this. One second. Um, my voice rec- I, my phone had turned off, so I thought maybe the voice recorder had turned off. But let's see. The player with the highest score wins to register high score. Yada da yada da yada da. I gotta plug this in and find some paddle controllers. It's on. Let's see if we get any sound out of this puppy. I have to go over to my my trusty uh, uh, dress drawers full of games and get my my twenty six hundred paddle controllers out to plug into the eight hundred. Riveting entertainment you have here. Like you, Arthur Conan Oil Mystery. The secret of the nerd boy and his paddly doodads and which who's it's. Oh, where can they be? Where can they be? Surely Watson must know. Oh, dear me. Dear, dear me. And here's a set right here. I'm back. Um, and one of the bad things about the uh, XEGS is just the placement of the, the weird sideways placement underneath the machine for where you plug in controllers. Um, almost as bad as w- how the Atari ST mouse in, uh, mouse was plugged in. Oh, I have my, actually, with the controllers, with the paddles, I got my, my booster grip for Omega Race. Um, that's a, not really needed if you have a um, ColecoVision controller or a ColecoVision flashback because you can plug it in. But I did get a booster grip to play Omega Race, and that's actually a really fun VCS game. Um, definitely not for, um, this podcast. Okay, so let's get this, these paddles plugged in here. Hmm, I gotta turn the machine on its side to plug something in. And here we go. That's what I said. The XUG, and then the XUGS's keyboard then fell on the ground. It's still tethered, though. It's all fine. Um, and let's try David's Midnight Magic. Now that I know that you have to use the paddle controllers... And um, David's Midnight Magic 2. I think the 2 is probably because it uses the paddles. Let's try this. Okay. Um, I'm going to start. Oh, wow. Okay. So you need two paddle controllers. And I have to... Of course there's two, always. Oh, okay. So you you use two paddle controllers, one in each hand. One for the right um, flipper and one for the left flipper. And I got to tell you, this makes these pinball games... Ten times better, the ones for the Atari, which they all would do this, the Atari 8-bit computers, because when you have to push a joystick left and right to do pedal, to do um, flippers, not cool. Um, I want to say that uh, my brother and I made probably mm, 25 or so pinball machines with um, a purchased copy of Pinball Construction Set, and we'd upload those to BBSs in the 80s to get credit to download stuff. And um, so far, I've not seen any of our pinball machines on any of the um, the boards out there. And unfortunately, to get an Atari ST, we sold everything, including everything we made, everything we programmed, every Atari book, and we regretted it. 
even though I love the love the Atari ST and it was great for its time. My favorite game system, computer, whatever you want to call it of all time, is this Atari eight bit system. And I want to say you can't hear a lot of music or anything from Davis Midnight Magic Two, but I, I swear this is a great, this is a fun pinball game, particularly because you get to use the pedal controllers. It makes it that much better. It's like, it's almost like um. Wow, I'll play this a lot. It's almost like uh, when you get a trackball controller for your Chart 5200, and you're never going back. Um, of course, I, I don't. I have a 5200. I have every Atari system, but um, I do not have a trackball controller. I've heard from various people. Obviously, I listen to all the podcasts. That the best thing you can do is to, is get one. And I think, oh, I have another ball in David's Midnight Magic. I'm not doing great because I'm not very good at games. I just love them. Um, I'm not a high score guy. I, I, the controversies about high scores are always funny to me because I would never cheat to get to get on a board. It looks like they even added a high scoreboard here too. So it's a keeper. That's a great cartridge. Okay, so paddle controllers are, are here. Um, I can take them out. And I have another clamshell game that, I, that just arrived. This is what my, uh, my, my XEGS keyboard keeps falling. I hope it will continue to work. It's on a part of the desk. Now, there's not as much space as you'd think if you're trying to fit a 32-inch TV and an XEGS on the same desk together. The next game is Arkanoid. And this Arkanoid and Arkanoid 2, Revenge of Doe, were probably my brother Steve and I, 8-Bit Steve and 8-Bit Jeff, were twins, by the way, uh, both born in uh, 1970, which makes us old. Um, we had um, we had the Atari ST, and we and my favorite games on there were Arkanoid, Revenge of Doe, and um, Arkanoid 2, Revenge of Doe, and Arkanoid. Also love Fantasy and, and Dungeon Master, and there's so many great games on that system. Um, we got one, we had no idea... The Amiga was made by the Atari guys. This wasn't common knowledge to us, at least. Some people must have known. We were subscribed to Antic Analog, picked up Atari Connection whenever it was there, didn't read too many of the other ones, had zero, compute, we pick up compute, you know, had zero idea um, that um, the Amiga was actually made by the guys who made the Atari 800 and the Atari VCS. But to us, you know, Atari was the name that we loved. So we got the ST, and you know what? We loved it. So I never really played an Amiga, never really saw one very much. So to us, the ST was the great, greatest game system there was until I saw a Sega Genesis. It's all fast. It could run things. And I didn't really get to see uh, the demo scene in Europe push the ST. But anyway, this is Atari 8-Bit Podcast. At least this episode and the next, but these nerds will be playing their little games on all of the Atari machines. How did they get wives or have children? This is um, this is Arkanoid for the Atari XE game system, and and I'm sure any 64K system, you can play this. I don't know. Oh, you can play this with Atari paddles. So let me read the back of this because pal, I can plug the paddles back in. I left the paddles plugged in. Okay. Here's the story from the back of the clamshell that has been printed out by Video 61 and sent to me with my cartridge. The era and time of this story is unknown. After the mother mothership, in quotes, Arkanoid, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, by the way, was destroyed, a spacecraft, quote, unquote, Voss, V-A-U-S, and I still don't know if I'm, I'm pronouncing that, so I'm probably way off, scrambled away from it, but only to be trapped in space, warped by someone. 
help the <coughs> excuse me, I have a little bit of a <coughs> coughing fit at the moment. Help the Voss get home by breaking through the barriers in this challenging game. Gain power-ups, fight deadly enemies, and even get the opportunity to warp to other levels. Then, at the last level, you must fight Doe! So Homer Simpson, they, I guess um, The Simpsons wasn't out yet, obviously, when this game came out, because that was uh, 89. You must fight Doe! The dimension-controlling fort. I don't know what that means. Can you can you defeat Doe and his evil minions and return home? Good luck, brave spacefarers. All right, let's try um, Arkanoid with um, with. Let's see if I press uh, press select. It says select for using select option using the first letter. So I type A. I could use the paddles. So it says Atari paddles, joystick, keyboard. One controller, one player mode. So if you press A, you could use the paddles. J, you could use the joystick. K, you could use the keyboard. I pressed J, and I feel like we don't know which one's paddle one. But I'm just gonna just gonna press start and hope that this is the one. It's not. Oh, I got it. I got it, and I um. Whoa, maybe not. Um. Well, it might use Atari paddles. Oh. Um, my Atari pedals are not plugged in. I had unplugged them after the last game, and that is why I can't control anything. So there goes Arknoid playing behind me. Um, but I, I still have another, I'm pretty sure I still have another, another ball. Oh, okay, so it moves a little jittery, like the pad, and it's probably my paddles. You know how the Atari paddles for 2600 would get jittery? The one, I do like this game a lot. I love the way that they did, did it. There's a few... Um, and it's just an original, uh, this came out, you know, what, uh, one of the budget games for the 8-bit in Europe. And um, it's a great game. It's a little graphically not as good as the, um, the Commodore 64 version. I think for the most part, um, it's, um, and they do a great job with the power-ups and things like that. It, it, colors are pretty good. And it, it's, you know, it's it's breakout with power-ups. So, you know, back then, anything with power-ups was fantastic. So what we had first was, you know, Commando, run gun with power-ups, and, and now we have Breakout with power-ups, and, you know, this was the type of games that really defined the late 80s, and it's really cool to have these types of games on the Atari 8-bit, but, you know, 8-bit had lots of games, I mean, my, my favorite game of all time, I think, on it was Preppy, Preppy was one of my favorite games, it just looked beautiful, anything that had, that was vertical on the screen, that was vertical on the screen, so you could color band and use multiple, four colors per um, line um, or any other tricks, um, you could make this. You could make the thing sing, make it look beautiful. And there's lots of other tricks out there. So right now I'm playing Arkanoid. I got a power to make my um, my paddle this d bigger. It's actually a one third of the size of the screen. So I don't remember that happening on the Atari ST version. Um, but definitely a decent game of Arkanoid. Um, power ups are all there. Graphics are pretty good. I think I remember the second level. There's a little bit of, um, I think the background's green and the and the the enemies are green. There's enemies that um, that fight that kind of come down and knock your ball and you have to hit them and you got to shoot them when you get the laser. You get the laser pistol. On some of the levels, they kind of blend in a little bit, but for the most part, they did a great job on this game with the Atari 800. Whoever did this was a pretty mean had pretty mean skills. Mad skills on the 8-bit. I mean, just to make anything 
in assembly language on the on, the, on any one of the machines, you had to have mad skills, right? But you know, to to build a sort of use all the all the all the graphics properties eight hundred pretty well. Um, you know, I'm just waiting for someone to come out with Galaga for the eight hundred, and I and I do think that some more time could be put into um, another game we'll do later. But Food Fight for the um, eight bits because. It's just so choppy movement-wise, and I know there's lots of stuff moving on the screen, and that's really difficult to do when you we, when there's lots of things that could take up different horizontal spaces. So that could be why they maybe up the frame rate a little bit just so they could things would move around. But this is this is fun. I'm still on level one, and oh no, oh here I just want to get the laser gun. I thought I picked up the laser, but I can't fire. I was like, oh, maybe I didn't. I picked up something else. But, um, oh, I picked up one that lets you catch the ball. But anyway, um, so listening to boops and blops go back and forth in Arknoid is not that interesting. But Arknoid, um, Repro Cartridge from Video 61, still a good pickup. I know you can get this, all of these, oh, not all of these games. Um, most of these games that are not redone in some way, like maybe Davis Midnight Magic 2 might have been redone. Um, I know that they, um, Video 61 does own the rights to some games. Um, most of them you can pick up um, on one of the sites that has discs and games for download, and there's a lot of them out there. Um, the final game we're going to go through today is called Zybex. And with the exception of... Uh, and this was an original game from back way back when. So this was coded by some guy to try and make some money for a company that that was making games for the Atari. So he didn't have that much time probably. I don't know who well, I can look it up later, but I don't know how much time they had to make it. It's still a great this is a great I'm gonna call it R type style game. It's a horizontal shooter with extra weapons and things like that. Um we've seen games on the Atari um, namely um, X colon 8, I think it's called, and um, Atari Blast sort of move and show what the Atari can do in, um, in and I will go through those in another episode, show what the Atari 8-bits can do game-wise, and more can be done with them, especially um, I love the way Atari Blast, Atari Blast, Atari Blast is just fantastic. I love the way X8 uses a weird character mode, not weird, it's a character mode in black and white where your where your ship is, so it can do all kinds of great effects. Um, and then it, it spl splices in sprites where it needs to for color. It's a great way of making games on the Atari bits. But here's Zybex. Originally coded. Uh, don't know the date. I can find all this information out and put it in the show notes. Um, but in the, in the, back in the Ferg, back in the actual day uh, for the Atari bits, this was one of the final arcade games that came out for it in Europe um, that was actually... For sale, and I don't know if Cybex was an XE cartridge or not. I'll have to look. An XE GS cartridge. Um, I have a lot of those too. I have about seventy cartridges. We're going to go through most of them on these podcasts, and I'm going to be buying new ones because I buy new stuff, especially games. So I support anybody that makes new games for the Atari Eight Bits. So here it is, Zybex, and I will have to. There's the Zybex music. I need to pull out the paddles. And put my trusty lone remaining CX40 that still works uh, into the XEGS to try not to knock my keyboard off, not not to knock the the attached keyboard off. And my just as a as an aside, my XEGS keyboard 
is connected by a, a straight gray wire. Does anyone else, does anyone out there remember, or can you tell me whether or not it was done by like a phone cord, or was that just the uh, the ST Mega STs? Okay, here we are on Zybex. I'm just gonna press a button and let it go. Game game on, player one. Level Articus. I didn't read the back of this. I'll I'll read the back of it later to see what um. But here's Zybex, and first you shoot a bunch of going through shooting a bunch of green stuff. You got green enemies, and you got it, and you got what? Oh, I, I think I died. You got green enemies, and you got a green background. So you know these guys are doing what they can do best with the um the sprites. So in this, they're just using the the, the enemies are are soft sprites. What that means is they're they're um they're made with just graphics um graphics that are moving moving pixels, and the background is green. And then there's other colors for you and, and, and things that are, um, are, are sprites or player missile graphics, obviously, are, um, I don't know how to choose your weapons in this, but Zybex is definitely a fun game. So you can hear me kind of playing it. There's not, oh, ah, game over. I'm not very good at it. Now, while the game is over, let's read the spew on the back of Zybex. Might give me a hint as to what we can do. Zybex, um... I'll let the music play over this in case you don't want to hear me. But Zybex, you take the role of a convict. Now I gotta turn this down. Sorry about that. I know you'd rather hear Zybex than me anyway. This it's on the enter your name part. Okay. Zybex, you take the role of a convict escaping from an intergalactic prison. You know, I, I took time away from watching the Lakers lose to do this podcast because the Lakers were playing um, the Pelicans tonight is February 14th, and they're probably not going to win. Uh, they're doing pretty well, but the, lots of ejections in this game. Anyway, so um, I should be out there watching the Lakers, but I'm doing this instead. You take the role of a convict escaping from an intergalactic prison. You must collect tokens to open later levels by destroying the end-of-level bosses. There are 16 levels! Two players can play simultaneously in all versions. One of the unique features of Cybex is the power-up system. Collecting a power-up icon increases the weapon's power. Dying reduces the current weapon power by one, or removes a weapon if it only has one power level. Firing is automatic. The fire button changes the current weapon. Oh! Okay. You start with an orbiter and never lose it. You can get a railgun, which is a solid beam that gets stronger, a pulse, which upgrades to including di diagonal fire and wall, which starts with a narrow field and gets larger. Okay, let's try, try this again. Now I'll turn Zybex up again, and we'll do a little bit more on Zybex. Got to get my... Here, you're going to hear the music again. Pretty good tune. Pretty good pokey, pokey music coming out of there. It's a little loud, but I thought maybe we'll just be able to play. I want you to put in... Oh, I want you to put in a name. All right, let's play... Game on. There we go. I don't have to fire. So if I pick up something, I can get an extra weapon. Now I see. So it just fires automatically. Again, um, everything's green on the screen but you, including the enemies. Ooh, this is easier to do if you're not... Oh, keep on dying. I need, like, a Zybex cheat. So this is the... Okay, there's a... There's looks like it's... Oh. I think I got a weapon, but then... Anyway, Zybex. Ugh. And you, this, is, this game definitely needs a trainer mode. Uh, I'll have to look at one of the discs to see if it's a trainer mode. But I have it on cartridge, and I can't do a trainer mode on cartridge. But you're uh, pretty pretty decent graphics of you being red, red, a little guy floating on the screen, a little bit like the one from Drop Zone. And then 
I just keep my getting my butt kicked. This is this. Oh wow, there's there's um some enemies that look a little bit like they they could be out of um our type. Obviously, it's it's fast. I think this game is supposed to run at fifty make fifty hertz. Um, I saw it at sixty on my TV, so that could be one reason why it's difficult. But um definitely definitely something that not, was not in the original Atari's library. Uh, like I said, there's there's uh, game over. Um, let's um, let's pull this out. So, so, um, there's Zybex. I've now completed, just put, tried all five of my new clamshell games. Not going to how much that costs, but it's more than I'm going to tell my wife. Um, for the Atari um, 8-bit. And um, go back through those again. We looked at um, five great cartridges and games you should try out for the Atari 8-bit. Commando, an original XEGS cartridge, but this is a repro by Video 61. Drop Zone, a game by Archer McLean. This is also a repro by Video 61. Davis Midnight Magic 2. I don't know the origin of this, but it uses the paddles and it puts a high score screen at the end. It's really good. You'll love it. Arkanoid. Um, I know this is an original game. I don't know if this came out anywhere else. My kids are yelling in the background. But, um, but Arkanoid, a really good version. Could have been done a little better color-wise. We'll see. And then Zybex, a great uh, uh, horizontal shooter. Little too fast on my system. I don't know if I can slow it down with something or if I can choose 50 hertz somewhere I didn't check. But that's a little run-through uh, five parts that are available and five great games you should try out for your Atari computer. They all need 64K in this version on cart. Some of them will probably run on a stock um, 800 or 400 or even 600 XL with less memory. I don't know, but you'd have to get those on a um, not on these cartridges. All of these cartridges require 64K. And until next time, this is 8-Bit Jeff signing off, and uh, thanks for letting me uh, have a little bit of time talking about games for my favorite game system ever, the Atari 8-Bit Computers on the, Into the Atari Podcast. Thanks again for your time. This is 8-Bit Jeff signing off. I kick Nerdboy out of the studio. He smells like desperation and speed stick. So here are the things I looked up because he was too lazy to do it himself. Nerdboy forgot to tell you that Zybex was by Zeppelin Games. Released in 1988 on cassette tape. Drop Zone was released by US Gold in 1984 on disc and cassette. Commander was by Atari, released on cartridge in 1989, or was supposed to have been. This might be a prototype. Arkanoid was released in 1987 by Imagine on cassette and disc. And from the looks of it, David's Midnight Magic 2 is new and released by Video 61. Glory me. Thanks for listening to Mumble Mouth. Next time the Nerd Boys will be together and covering a wide variety of new homebrew Atari 8-bit games as Jeff Wows Steve with such games as Time Pilot, Bosconian, and Atari Blast. Here is the song, Display List Interrupt. Produced by 8-Bit Jeff using a TR loop library purchased from 8-Bit Weapon.